Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Chips and Bits podcast, your favorite podcast about video games. It's great. You love it. I'm your host this week, Matthew Anderson. With me, as always, the amazingly funny Kenny Myers. Were you taken over by a worm? No, why? That was actually a decent intro. I've been practicing. You've been practicing? In a mirror. Yeah, in a mirror. You've, seriously? Yeah. That is... So I can see myself Incredibly doing, disheartening. Doing an intro. This is not that important. Yeah. No, I, I have You even smiled. You smiled, and uh, it sounded like you were smiling through the microphone. Yeah. Um, I did go out with my coworkers ahead of this, and I drank beer, so... Oh, that explains why it's such a good intro, because you've had alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That's also why you were fucking late. <laughs> podcast this month another we are <laughs> here we are we're doing another fucking podcast with kenny yeah um we're gonna talk about uh uh an interesting too and in, nope not no. XCOM unfortunately two. not no, no soon or no. fortunately soon right or fortunately not really soon maybe yeah uh no we're gonna talk about inside oh not not you know feelings and right. like inside ourselves we have actually a separate never potentially being released podcast about that yeah um it's a, got a different name it does uh no the game inside by uh by play dead they're uh they're the limbo guys yeah the limbo and guys. gals and we like limbo yes and we, you can click on the podcast at the bottom of our page when you see it if right? one of us remembers to do that yes well yeah we will i will yeah yeah um yeah so here we go wait we did we podcast about limbo yes and it, are you sure yes and we actually have a limbo podcast yes okay you don't seem as sure as that last one. I was really sure until you asked me a second time. <laughs> it may have been one of the archives, one of the unspoken I'm pretty podcasts. sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it's one on there. One of the two-hour-long diatribe podcasts. I'm pretty sure it's on there. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Inside. Inside. Oh, I, this is one of those rare podcasts where I want to caveat it with, just so everyone's on board, we are going to have spoilers and yeah. this is a game you do not want spoiled. It really is. And it's yeah. short enough where you won't, like, it's four hours pretty much to play yeah, through it. Yeah, give or take. You don't, you don't want to spoil this game. No, you don't. Because it's fucking insane. Yeah. And I know, you know, of all the podcasts out there, we really, really... We generally don't care about your feelings. It's we on the fucking We site. don't care. Yeah. And we also really want you to listen to our podcast. Right. Um, but some of you don't because you want to play the game and then never do it. Just sits there in your fucking Steam library, and well, we know that. We don't care about those people, but except they're um, most of our friends. But the ones we care about, yeah. if you're, you're going to play inside, do it first. The three people who support our Patreon account, we trust you to come back and listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, and with that, we're going to ruin the shit out of this game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but also, it's not out on uh, PS4 too. It's only on PC and Xbox. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so a lot of people can't play it. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah, so if it's 2018 and oh, yeah, just yeah, the exclusivity yeah, just contract has expired or you finally got a PC computer to play, because realistically, at this point, you probably should. Yeah. Um, I know Matt was skeptical, and now he's on board fully. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the point where we almost won't play something if it's not coming out for PC. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's spoil the shit out of Inside. Let's. Um, so it's uh, Inside's interesting. Uh, and there you go. <laughs> That's our Chips and Bits podcast. Uh, one thing that is is actually uh, good, fortunate uh, in this case, is that it is very easy to start by com- comparing it to how it's different to Limbo. Right. Um, it's very similar to yeah, Limbo. Yeah, so if you've played Limbo, you know the building blocks and the skeleton behind this game. Right. And you can, you can at least bank on that it's going to be at least Limbo. Uh, and then hopefully different in some ways that will do an eloquent job right. of describing. It is definitely like a, a sister game to Limbo. Yeah. It definitely has a that mechanics to it. Yeah. Even the fact that it starts almost exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. Yeah. In the woods as a boy walking through. In the woods in a, as a boy. Yeah. And so you get up and here's where the differences start. Um, it's in color. It's somewhat but in just color. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just basically yeah. the basic step above the black and white yeah. theme from Limbo. It's just barely above that. It's like in color, like some of the scenes in Pleasantville in the middle. Yeah. It's yeah. like this pleasant pastel, drab pastel nature wood colors. Ish. Ish. But still drab. Yes. And then even more drab as you go along. Uh, and then you start moving. Yeah. And it is a side scrolling. As one is wont to do in, yeah, in a, games. Yeah, a side scrolling platformer. Yeah. Uh, and unlike. Which, l- as Limbo, you know, I've made fun of playing indie platformers. Yes, you have. There's yeah. so many of them. So many. Um, so you start moving, and just like Limbo, it's this, you know, this side scrolling platformer. But almost immediately, they've added this just subtle kind of 3D tilt shift thing that'll happen as the camera moves in and out. And it's just barely enough for you to realize. Okay, so it just it has just a slightly different feel to how the camera moves around and stuff. Um, and surprisingly, even though it's very subtle, I loved that. Like I thought, I thought it just that little bit of kind of like shift in perspective was just enough to be like, oh, this is cool. I really like this. Um, so those are the first two differences I noticed. Did I miss any? Uh, well, the ending. No, no, no. I meant like from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well, um, there's a bit more mystery into what's going mm-hmm. on in Inside. Mm-hmm. In Limbo, it didn't feel as much of a question that you had to answer. Yes, it in still Inside, has... In Inside, you start out and like within the first 10 minutes, you're like, what the fuck yeah. is this place? It still unravels in the same sort of compelling way Correct. that Limbo does. But as Limbo unfolds, you see kid characters and ghost characters. And, you start, and you're like, oh, okay, neat. This is cool. And in, inside, instead, you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on in this yeah, game? That's the, the, the drive to play the game is to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I and had it's really, I had no idea. And it's, no. And it's really, it's, it's cohesive, and they give you really subtle hints as to what I think is going on. Again, mm-hmm. this is a game because I'm a new fucking platformer. I can't answer the questions. <laughs> But at least it has an ending, unlike some games we reviewed recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't quite answer your... This, it's interesting, because Limbo is similar. It doesn't really give you any sort of details, but it's you kind of can suss it out, and it's kind of dark. Like mm-hmm. It's pretty messed up. It's really interesting. The ending adds a little note of, of finality to it. Yep. And inside... The ending really doesn't add... Well, there's two endings. But the ending doesn't really add a note of finality. And the other ending, the ending you get for Fighting All the Collectibles, doesn't really add uh, uh, any sense of finality, in a sense. Well, it's finite, but gives you no answers. No answers about what is going on. Yeah. But the path you take to get there 
is so fantastic. Yeah. And it builds, and it's so, it's the right amount of, like, it's, like, a really well-done, incredibly slow horror movie. Yeah. It's a good thing you bring that up, because one thing I didn't want to forget to talk about Your was... boxing metaphor? No, no, not okay. that one. Um, no, it was just how, like, uh, very well executed and just uh, unexpectedly frightening parts of this game were. Yeah, yeah. I mean... In the old school sense. It's a horror game. Like, not things jumping out at you, but, like, a feeling of eminent dread yeah. at different points in this game where I was literally, like, I was, tr- like, when is my wife's turn to play? I don't even want the control. The water people? Head. Oh, my God. Those things are so fucking freaky. The water people. Which, no idea what they are. Some I don't sort know. of science experiment, something. But they're, like, they're, like, little naked kids it's with... It's definitely a science fiction game, maybe. So there's these little <laughs> naked kids with hair that's longer than their bodies. Right. That can breathe underwater, and you can't, at least when it starts. Yeah. Um, uh, and every time you go underwater in some of these areas, these kids come and try and grab you and drag you down and drown you. Right. And they do that great thing that games have started doing where, like, the music starts to change subtly, and it ramps up, and the thing's getting closer, and it's like, fucking, just get this thing away from me. It's yeah. so fucking freaky. And they freaky. leave you just enough room Yeah. You always jump. barely make it always every barely. time. Ugh. And it's a, it actually becomes a clever puzzle-solving mechanic, because yep. they do have a pattern, like a lot of enemies do, that you have to sort of mimic yep. and throw off so that you can actually swim quickly to several points before they kill you. Yep. And they're, they're, they're always drawn to you to try and drown you, and so you can use that to your advantage to put them out of place for you to hop in and out of the water and achieve different objectives and solve puzzles. Like the submarine, uh, I wanted to bring it up just because it's like... Submarine's awesome. The submarine, there's a little submarine in the game. It's very cool. But these creatures show up when you first use the submarine. And you don't really know what they are. Mm Mm-hmm. But you think, ah, oh, I'm in a submarine. They can't, they can't yeah, hurt you. Who cares? And they come up and they break the glass and they break it, it and yeah. they eat you. Yeah. Like they just tear <laughs> the shit out of you. And it's not done in like a like comedic sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's done in a horrific sense. Yeah. And like Limbo, it does a really good job of making death just be like, oh. Yeah. I still remember. I still yeah, remember Limbo. The, the first time in Limbo when the spider would stab you with one of its legs. Yeah. Just that kind of like, Oh, feeling that you had. Yeah. And man, they did not take their foot off the gas there. They did not. Uh, one of the most memorable areas for me is you get to this point where for no, again, Sorry. no, no, one of the most memorable areas, except for the most memorable, except for area. all of them. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm saying from a, from a violent death standpoint. Oh yeah. One of the most memorable areas for me is for no reason whatsoever. You wind up in this place where something is happening off in the distance and it's creating a shock wave, a sound wave that blows through the level. And you have to systematically hide behind parts of the, like, pieces of steel and stuff so that it doesn't hit you. But if it does hit you, it literally blows your little boy body into bloody bits and scatters them around the screen. It does. And it is disgusting. It is. And you just every time you're like, oh, my God, that it was, was also one of the few sections where I actually had, took a while to figure out the puzzle. Yeah. It was, it was some, the latter one, wasn't it? Did uh, you have trouble with that one? Yeah, it was having to spin the gear in the right place so that it would you could time the jump so that it blocked you as you're climbing up the ladder. Right, but it had to keep you had to keep going. With yeah, it. initially I thought you needed to position that and right. stop it. No, but you, you actually had to, actually to keep it moving it. Yeah. and time the jumps. Um, it was a timing puzzle, but I was very confused. Yes, but well, you say that, but like I got we actually my wife and I played this together and started from the beginning, and we got stuck on the very first puzzle. The barn. Yeah, the barn with yeah. The, with the little chicks. Yeah, uh, you had to go back a little ways. To and get I was that. like. 
Oh, that's right. No, you had to... I mean, we're spoiling it. We already warned people. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to blow these little duck hatchlings through a, uh, a machine with, yeah. a, with a blower in it, and it sucks them up and shoots them out the other side. Yeah. But I, I stood there forever. And of course, it's one of those moments where I, I, you know, I was trying to get my wife engaged and playing the game with me, so I let yep. her go first. Yeah. And typically, you know, it's that sort of thing where I'll let her not solve a puzzle, but I've known what the solution to the puzzle is for quite a while now. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and so she does that thing where she's like, okay, you can tell me what the solution is. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I have no idea what to do here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I suck. Uh, um, that was actually the other one I got stuck on. Yeah, it was hard. Those, it was those two. <laughs> the puzzles weren't necessarily... That was that was another interesting thing. The puzzles weren't necessarily uh, complicated. They were pretty easy to figure out in general, I thought. Yeah, Minus I, those two. Like, I never really was stopped in my tracks. I well, I thought the um, there was the one where you had to. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about this game without spoiling You're all the awesome spoil stuff. Okay. We, we left. We um, we even put a big warning in the podcast. You never do that. So there's this amazing moment where, again, for no explained reason, you see this little thing dangling from a rope with a helmet on it, and you jump into it, and you learn that when you're he- when you're wearing this helmet, you have mind control over these lifeless blobby people. Yeah, uh, that will they're just mannequins. Right. But they're real people, but you can control them. Well, yeah. maybe they're not people. Maybe they're just like Yeah, it's it's hard to animated tell. Again, blobs. Unanswered. But uh seemingly human, definitely human body parts. Yeah. Um but there's Zombie, co- yes. there's a couple puzzles where you need to actually collect a group of them <laughs> and they bumble around just like sloshy gross creatures. They're just mindless zombies that you're controlling and it's disgusting. Uh, but you have to either collect a bunch of them or move them in certain ways where you'll split them up so that half of them wind up on top of an elevator or in the elevator with you. Um, so sometimes it was difficult to figure out where you were supposed to walk them to and how to get them on the right side with you. Um, but most of the time it was just persistence to try and figure those things out. So, yeah, most of the complicated ones was the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't agree. my favorite section, but that was definitely my favorite puzzle section where you had to get 20 guys, yeah, and 20 like, bodies yeah, on, a, on, a, number, on a platform. Yeah. Uh, and it involved going up and down on this elevator. And essentially, each little side area was its own little puzzle. Mm-hmm. That was the most puzzly, gamey area of the game, I would say. Yeah, because well, it required a lot of memory. Uh, so you had to go and learn right. what was in each section to know what you needed to solve it. Yes, really? Had... Do you know? I just went to one and I did it, and then I went to the. I just went to what oh, felt natural. You I ma- had no. You I magically knew... guessed the right way. Then. I just went to each. Well, we know based on the portal problem that I'm a little better at that kind of stuff. So yeah, you have to pick up these different guys. And but I'm not as good at Overwatch. The more you pick up, um, the more you can then solve future puzzles in the different areas along the way. So right. you, you have to gain certain numbers so that you can pull different things and yep. push different things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that it was, was really clever. It was cool, and it was fun. Yeah, it was and really it was fun. It's disturbing. It's I like I can't. I I hope we can uh, articulate communicate the well amount of enough. disturbing we need it's to. It's just it's so weird because it's one of those games where it's like it looks like a cartoon. You know, it's got that cartoony feel. It's very innocuous. You're just sort of like, yeah, great. This looks awesome. Looks cute. Looks nice. And everything about it is just not nice. It not is just, nice at it all. It is just disgusting. Yeah, and it is incredibly slow. Yeah, like it's not. It's never it's never boring, but it is slow. Mm-hmm. It just moves slowly until it doesn't. Wait, I just realized what you were talking about when you brought up my boxing thing. Yeah. Are you talking about them. the metaphor I was yeah. talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I totally forgot about it so, until now. Uh Matt and I were talking 
So we, we, this is when we put effort not to talk about yeah, yeah. until we talked about we it. We almost couldn't not talk about this game in front of each other. Right. So <laughs> it was clear at that point to both of us having done this podcast for way too long that we both enjoyed the yeah, game. And both really wanted to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but without getting into it, we wanted to basically give a, a description uh, like to kind of coerce Kenny's brother to play this game and, and how to describe it because he wasn't a huge Limbo fan. Yeah. And so my metaphor, which still I think is is a really accurate description of how it felt to play this game, was the metaphor of what they refer to in boxing or MMA, where the kind of smarter fighter who's better at movement will do what's called lull their opponent to sleep. They will purposely slow down their movement um, or try to confuse their opponent by kind of moving in a weird, unnatural, slow way. And the fighter across from them will adjust to that and try to time their counterattacks. And as soon as that other fighter really wants to step on the gas, well, then they start moving normal slash faster. And that person does not have time to react to their opponent anymore. And they just get wasted. Right. That's this game. I mean, the whole three and a half hours up until the end of it is play dead, lulling you to sleep with these interesting worlds and fearsome, like fear-inducing creatures and simple and but challenging puzzles. Question, like, yeah, what, what the fuck is, is going on yeah. in this? And then it hits that one point where they, they're they like, all right, let's give it to them. And you're like, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on in this game? I mean, what was the last game that really surprised us? I would have to think Gone Home. Yeah, the ending in Gone Home, I certainly. Would, I would say that would... Not, I mean, we haven't, we've really enjoyed games, but nothing's been really surprising in, except for that ending in Gone Home. Yeah. Like, it's a twist. I yeah. mean, it is a twist. Yep. But the Gone Home twist felt... Uh, it still felt punchy. It, it still w- felt like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I don't even know how to describe th- this, but I'm going to attempt to. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm open. So you get to the sequence where you're starting walking. You go through this weird place where there's water upside down on the roof. And yeah. like it doesn't <laughs> make any fuck? sense. And then, like, contextually, that's never answered. You no. never understand why this exists. But... I guess weird science is just kind of the theme. Yeah. And there's all these people looking in this giant sphere, and you see all these characters, and they're dressed up in like office thing, office suits. They're not the zombie people. They're not they're like zombie. Real they people. look like real normal yep. people, mm-hmm. and you can see them, and eventually you just sneak around them, and you're trying to, and you wonder what's in this thing. What are they looking at? You keep going through the level, and you're down in an area, uh, and then you realize you're below what they're looking at. So it's actually a pretty unique little interesting puzzle that just involves like, you know, fans as they do in mm-hmm. platformers mm-hmm. where you have to like trick them and time them. And then you open it up and you end up in this sphere and all you see is this giant blob of human body parts. Yeah. It's kind of circular. It's circular, but it has arms and legs hanging out. It's pinkish and Lots bluish. of arms and legs. Lots of arms yep. and legs and it's making noise. Mm-hmm. And kind of moving around a little bit. And it's surrounded by the four four of the devices that you use to control zombie people. Yeah. So you take off the thing. Yeah, you just disconnect them. And I'm thinking at this point, oh, he's, he's unleashing this thing yeah. to cause chaos or he's going to kill this thing and it's yeah. the end of the world. Uh, well, and I, I, I forgot, he takes off his clothes. Uh, yeah. Yep. He mm-hmm. was full nude and then the thing sucks him in. Yeah. Absorbs him. <laughs> And you become the giant blob of arms and legs escaping this facility. It's funny even hearing it back. And it is, at first, absolutely horrifying. Oh, yeah. Just it terrifying. It's just grotesque. And, like, the movement of the thing is, um, uh, like, 
uh, disgusting. Awesome. It's awesome yeah, it's... in the in the traditional sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gross. Yeah. It's like true horror. You yeah. feel like there are people trapped inside this thing. Like like they're they're been combined in this thing. Like quick sub description. You'll start running with this blobby character moving it, and it will start moving. But then they had this little animation in place where eventually, over the course of a couple of seconds, it would like it, the momentum would be too much for it and it would kind of like fall forward, and another set of arms and legs would catch you and continue the running pace. And it was just fucking sick. Right. They would emerge. And so then you become the monster in mm-hmm. the horror movie, essentially destroying this office. And all the people are like screaming. They're and... screaming and running. <laughs> it's horrific. Like, <laughs> but it was so unexpected. Yeah. It was like, this is the answer. And when I read reviews, they were like, the last 20 minutes of this game. I read that in a review. I hadn't read that at all. And I didn't know. And I knew that something spectacular. But even knowing that something spectacular was going to happen, I didn't think it would be this spectacular. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to a point where it starts becoming fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. controlling this blob. Because the people who are normal people are actually trying to help you now get to a certain area. And why? Like, why are they trying to help you escape? Right. I don't think they're trying to help you escape. They they're, just want you out of they're there. They're trying to help capture you because you end up in that capsule. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You think they're helping you, but they were really luring you into another sphere trap. Yeah. They were really trying to trap you. I again. guess this happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then you break out of that and the game ends and you roll down the hill. You see trees for the first time since yep. the beginning of the game. You make it it's outside. beautiful. Run, tumbling, tumbling. Yep. You lose body parts as you yep. fall. <laughs> and then you land up on the beach Looking like a like a wart, just a lump of beach. human flesh. Yeah, just disgusting. And the credits roll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because having played it and and knowing exactly what your story was going to be. Yeah, there's still no normalcy, and and just hearing it back. Yeah, I can I can replay the whole thing, and it is just. It was so good. It's so weird. Yeah, and great, and. The music played a big part of that too, mm-hmm. but the music was so subtle. But it was it was really well done. Yep, and it was it it does what good music in any horror story does, which is uh, build tension. Yep, and it that's pretty much its sole purpose in mm-hmm. this game is to build tension, and it was spectacular. Yep. Like it, it, that that alone made this game worth playing once, even if you don't like these kind of games. Yeah, I agree. But unfortunately, you don't really know. I can only tell you before you get through the podcast or something, you need to play this now. You will at least appreciate the ending. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think even if you're bored by the game, you'll slog through it and then just have 20 minutes of just... Oh, yeah. It's like... It's like... Holding on for dear life. I don't, like, it's so bombastic. Like, what do you think those creative meetings go? Like, I have no like, idea. You know, here's what I'm thinking. So, there's this blob, right, of human parts. Mm-hmm. And you play a boy who eventually goes through this entire facility set in the future. And we'll just make it future Uh-huh. And then you get naked and you become a part of the blob. <laughs> but not until you're, you actually do get drowned by one of those swimming creatures but then find out that they were actually trying to drown you to give you the gift of breathing underwater. In this particular case. So that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because other times they other do times murder you. Other times you actually you. die. Yeah. There's that one unavoidable one where it was actually a part of the game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have to assume that they know the answers to the questions that we don't. Well, I mean, I would like to think so. And then I, I guess geniusly decided which 
answers to remove enough that you just have no idea what's going on. Right. You should tell them about the uh, alternate ending. Uh, did you still not get it? Well, I haven't gotten it, but oh, I, okay. I know what it is. So the alternate ending um, involves these secret uh, mecha- mechanical spheres that you have to find throughout the, the game. And I had found, I think, six or seven of them on my own. So I knew they existed. I think there's 14. There are. There are there's 14 of yeah. them. <clears throat> so I'd found roughly half of them. And they're essentially just these metal boxes with lights on them that have a cable leading to them. Uh, and every time you find them, the only thing that ever happened was you'd go up and you'd grab a handle on it and you'd rip this plug out of it. And these kind of like sparks would fly everywhere. And then you'd get an achievement. And that was it. And so I was like, huh, weird. Those are just, I guess, things you find. But what if you find them all? I guess you get something cool. Um, and so it, at the very end, um, I got to the end of this game and I was like, this game is nuts. I have to read up about like what... What was behind this? What is the deal? And that's how I found out about the alternating. So full self-disclosure, I didn't discover any of the hints or tricks myself. I mean, I've read how you're actually supposed to unlock this thing. And it's one of those things where I don't know who the person was that figured that out, but like I never would have figured that out. Yeah. Um, so all I did was go through um, using like a walkthrough thing and find the remaining devices that I hadn't uh, and then just gone through the steps to unlock the alternate ending. And essentially you wind up in one of these secret locations that is this bunker beneath a cornfield. Again, you don't know where or why. Um, and you can gain access. Once you've unlocked all 14 of these devices, you can gain access to a, a tunnel. And the tunnel takes you to this um, kind of, it's a long uh, mechanical tunnel where you walk underground for quite a while. I mean, it was at least two minutes of just sort of like progressing forward. And it was almost like, wow, it must be underneath the entire game right now. That's how long we've kind of been walking. And then you get to the end of it, and you see another plug, but it's a big plug this time. It's not a tiny one. It's like a huge plug. And you walk over to it, and you, like, try really hard, and it's the hard, like, it doesn't happen, and you feel like you're doing something wrong. And as you try long enough, you finally unplug this plug, and you notice, like, all the lights in the facility, whatever is back there behind you, go out, and you, like, turn around as the boy character, and you kind of, like, take two steps, but then you, like, slump, just like the zombies that you'd ever controlled, in the game, slump like the same way, same same steps, and you just slump over, and you're not responsive, but you didn't die. You're still standing there, but you're you're inanimated, and then the game ends. Right. But it was like, what? <laughs> do you, I think I read up about on that. And do you I, have I specifically a theory? I specifically did not so that we could talk about it if so you wanted to. The theory is that the the amorphous human blob was controlling you the whole time. And those were range extenders that you were pulling out. Oh, interesting. Which makes it a lot of sense that the boy is never actually uh, alive. Oh, interesting. That he's actually always controlled by the thing and the thing's pulling it to get it released. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Huh. So when the power comes out, the thing loses its connectors. It can't control anything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> that make a lot of sense? It does. Yeah. See, I was trying, with all the similarities, I tried two, two approaches when I was trying to brainstorm what it could be. The first one was is this one of those things where Play Dead had this secret objective to tie these two worlds together somehow? Yeah. Is there some bridge between limbo and inside? No. Um, and I couldn't come up with one. Nope. Um, so then I was like, okay, I don't think it's that. Yeah. So then I thought, is this one of those other games where they're trying to make this kind of like under the covers social commentary on like um, gaming and people who play games and stories and games? And yep. it's kind of like a, 
you know, on the sleeve sort kind of, of thing. I mean, that is kind of a piece of it. And it is kind of a piece of that. I didn't get the higher level controlled through the blob, but I did yeah. think that what they might be trying to tell me at the end is that you've been controlling this boy the whole time yeah. through a controller. Yeah. And you get to a place where you actually unplug yourself. Right. And now you can't control the boy anymore. Right. So I did get a little bit That's of that from it. It is a little bit of that anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the blob is... Uh, I mean, but if you think about the boy's actions around the blob, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm thinking about that now, and now that you're telling me, like, yeah, he, he was, gets pulled into the blob. He was drawn to the thing. Yeah. He takes off his clothes. He purposely disconnects the things. And, and then just goes into the blob. A human blob. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. So, there you go. That. Come <laughs> for the suspense. Stay for the blob. Dude, I just don't even. This game was great. It's so good. It's uh, so fun. I, you can only play it once, though. I mean, you would only play it once. You can. But. And so, of course, if you know, we want to be true critics. And like, if there's one, like, and this isn't a criticism, but it's just like the only bummer about this game was that it is short. Like, yeah. I played it and I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I want to you know, play more of this game. It's still longer than a movie and just about that price. No, so. like, absolutely. There was yeah. no doubt that, unlike some other games, Firewatch, that yeah. we've reviewed, games that people love, Firewatch, I don't understand. Um, that you know, I app, value for whatever I paid for it. This game was blistering compared to some other games that I've played. Yeah. So there's no doubt there. But it did like it had that good you know sinking feeling at the end where I was like, I would play this game if there's somehow I could play this game more. I would play the shit out of this some game. sort of next sequel like 16-bit Blobo. Yeah, yeah, like Kirby Blobmaster, like Kirby, <laughs> but instead you absorb human beings and jump around saving the Blob Princess. Like, just t- talk about some genius work there, right? I mean, like, they they, they made a game. The animation of the blob. Just they how, made the a fluidity game of it. In which being an amorphous, multi-arm-limb blob creature that's terrorizing people and, like, breaking through things and just throwing stuff around was fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you describe that you know, to a normal person. No, I think you actually describe that. That does sound fun, no matter how you <laughs> describe it. It actually sounds like, oh, my God. I guess I just mean like, how did you come up with that idea? Yeah, it's just like that's the uh, how crazy did that part. fly? They clearly uh, have the right kind of drugs there. Yeah. Oh, not, and, uh, not that you need drugs to be creative, kids. Don't do drugs. Another uh, another example, just one of the ways that they just thought of everything in the animations. You can pick up a lot of things in this game. Yep. And when you're the boy, you can't really. You need to you need to rely on other people to pick up most stuff. You can mostly just push and pull. But when you become the blob, you're strong enough to pick up some things. But they didn't just make it so that you can pick them up. Because you're a blob and you have hands all over the place, you could switch hands all of a sudden. Right. And so, like, you'd pick it up on the right side and then you'd press left and the blob would pass the box <laughs> through its so hands funny. over the top of its blobby head yeah. around to the other side. Conveyor and it was, like, belt. Just fucking disgusting. A human hand conveyor oh, belt. God, it was so disgusting. It was really funny. They just did a great job. Like, they thought of every little detail. It was um, great. Just wonderful to play. I, I would play it again if I could be surprised. Right. <laughs> Well, it's one of those things like Limbo. Like I played Limbo through at least four times. Yeah. Just because it was one of those things where, especially with people who weren't, didn't really play a lot of video games, mm-hmm. um, they'd come over and be like, you have to see this game. Yeah. Uh, so I got a lot of enjoyment just in showing people who had never really seen a game like that what games could be like. Cute. So I, hopefully I'll do the same thing with this one because this is really fun to play. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else that we're forgetting, Kenny? No. I think that was pretty good. Uh, if you don't have enough conviction... Now, to play the game, even though we told you you should only have listened to this once you played it, I don't know what to tell it's you. Catch 22 by definition, luck. I think. You're out of luck. Yeah. 
Um, so with that, we'll end the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us, as always. Let uh, us end the podcast. We, we, we love chatting about video games, and we hope you love listening to us we chat lo- about video We love video chatting games. about video games for at least two to three more podcasts, and yeah. then... Not and then for a give while. us a break. Yeah. <laughs> Only for two months, though. Don't get scared away like last time. It's yeah. just a couple months. Yeah. Uh, do we know what we're podcasting about next? XCOM 2? No. No, no, we're no. not. Oh, Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah. Tune in next month for Overwatch. We'll be back. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Matthew Anderson. Across from me, Kenny Myers. Virtually. No. The yeah, blob? He's, no, he's really here no. across from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... uh, thanks. Uh, we'll see you next month. This has been Chips and Bits. Bye. You had such a good start and you just blew it on the end. It's, you know, everything balances I'm out. I'm so sorry. There's a everyone. yin and a yang. Support to this us universe. on Patreon. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. Figaro, Figaro.